It's all about the beat on the after beat with Hope Talks. Say what's happening everybody, welcome to the After Beat. My name is Hope Tops, I'm your host and today I'll be talking to the man who does almost everything. I'm talking about a sound engineer, a musician and a style influencer. His name is Ronnie Deep. You've heard his music and now it's time to understand his musical journey here with us on the After Beat. Ronnie Deep, what's good my bro? Hi, what's up everyone and thank you for hosting me and what's up to the listeners. Oh, well, man, thank you for taking time to speak to us. So uh, just uh, tell me, man, how are you doing in these uh, trying times? Um, For me, actually, it's a kind of a, a nice experience. I just got married, so... Oh, um, yeah. congratulations, bro. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So my emotions right now, I, I believe they're in a good space. Yeah. Um, but uh, with the COVID, man, you know, what I've learned is that, you know, it's it's, it's, a, it's something that you always have to learn um, to, you know, adapt yeah. and just be grateful for whatever's happening because despite, I mean, despite everything happening, mm. you won't change the situation, but you can change your own situation Excellent. by the way you you, 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 you you take things. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it's more growth and stuff, yeah, self-growth man. and, yeah, I mean, just appreciating life. That's awesome, man. I'm glad that you're in the right state of mind, you know? Yes. So, uh, as you know, here on the After Beat, we're all about the beat and nothing else. So, we will uh, just be talking about your music and nothing else. So, let's get into the beat with Ronnie Deep. First sure. of all, tell us who is Ronnie Deep. Ronnie Deep, um, I would say, is a creative, uh, someone who uh, is a musical guru in the making. Yeah. Um, someone who's going to be great someday is great right now, but is going to be great someday. Yeah. As a house music producer, not limited to house music. Um, but someone who just makes music and makes what he feels, um, you know, um, and that's Ronnie Deep. Yeah, is actually deep, not only with the sound, but with also the message portrayed. And yeah, and that's Ronnie Deep. Ah, man, that's awesome. So yeah. I read somewhere that uh, you fell in love with music from an early age uh, when you received your first computer. So what yeah. I want to know is what got you into music? Actually, I'll start very, at a very, very young age. Um, I think I was four or five years old. Uh, my uncle took me from my parents. He was sort of a taxi driver. Mm. Um, and he would play Penny Penny. I know we know Penny Penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in those days, it was disco. So I used to bump into that music and said I would, you know, love that kind of music. Yeah. Funny enough, I would go to church. My grandfather is a pastor. Mm. And they said, rent an item. Unfortunately, I rented Penny Penny. And I was dancing in church with a Penny Penny song <laughs> while it's a church kind of uh, vibe. Yeah. Um, then it grew. My grandmother bought me um, a toy radio. And she just told me that, which was beautiful, which is beautiful. She said, no, you broke the radio wanting to understand where does the sound come from? You know, you wanting to understand what's going on. And as I grew, my mom also bought me a radio. I started recording uh, myself, recording my voice, recording drums on this radio tape. Then my dad bought a um, uh, bought a, a PC at home. Yeah. Then I started understanding the digital side with Fruity Loops. That was my first DAW. And from there, the journey went on. 
to where I'm at. I had then had to be a sound engineer. Um, and yeah, man, I've been growing from the time. So you knew from the age of five that uh, this music, uh, music thing is something that you'd want to do. I wouldn't say I knew. I would say that the people who surrounding me yeah. saw something um, in regards to music. Mm. Uh, but I realized it at a very late stage. I actually forgot that most of my interview, I think you guys would be the first one, which is a beautiful thing. Is That's My cousin crazy. actually, has, I, for, I forgot about My cousin came to visit, right? Yeah. On You know, when CDs start, started, I don't know, in, in South Africa, they started in the 2000, early 2000s, mm. but CDs were like a thing now when people used to write and never understand that it was actually pirating, but where you, you used to write music and, you know, to have a latest compilation. So he came and visited me and he brought these compilations. I never knew house music. Then I started listening to house music from there and I said, no, bro, you want to keep these CDs. I'm going to keep these CDs and you're going to go home because I love music. <laughs> it was the days of Bopucho Mucho. Um, Malaika was also part of the, the compilation, even though it wasn't house. Um, house Flavor, uh, DJ Fresh, DJ Cleo. Then the love started. Um, more and more yeah. and I forgot to mention this in my bios and also in my <laughs> interview uh, he just reminded me because my cousin just came from rehab so yeah. we had uh, some sort of connection and he reminded me so wow I forgot that journey yeah. so yeah well it's so, so, it's so great that here on the Afterbeat we are the ones that uh, are getting this information we are the first ones to get this information so shout out to you for sharing this with us no shout out for giving me the opportunity <laughs> So yeah. um, you are a professional sound engineer, right? Yes, I am. So which school uh, did you go to and uh, how was it uh, going to that school? I went to the Academy of Sound Engineering. Hmm. Um, it was uh, uh, for me because it was a new experience. I was having some doubt and fear hmm. um, because, you know, unfortunately, I, we grew up in a background where we never understood sound, which is heard sound. Yeah. And you find other kids uh, understanding terms of sound. But because of the passion, you know, you know I, I loved the, 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 the time I was in, as I was at the Academy of Sound Engineering. Yeah. Um, there were challenging moments. Um, there were great moments. You know, there were learning moments. Yeah. And there was more discovery on self and music, you know, terms and principles. Um, for me, it was a great journey. And, you know, I had the best lectures, best lectures who are in the industry, who are doing great. So I've grasped from the great people uh, who are in the industry. And um, from being lectures, we now became colleagues because I now work for the same institution. Oh, that's um, yeah, and then um, it has been a great journey, I might say, yeah. and a great learning experience. Yeah, man, it's so uh, great that you actually went to school for this, because like a lot of musicians, man, uh, it is uh, doing music is just something that it just came out of nowhere and then you just went into music. But when you went deep down into uh, the root of making music, which is something commendable, and I hope uh, a lot of people learn from you. Yeah, I can just correct something. When I started sound engineering, actually, I was actually doing broadcast. 
um, into jingles radio. Yeah. But when it comes to sound uh, and music, uh, the basics and the fundamentals are the same. I had to then do an extra elective for music, mm. but my core elective was broadcasting, um, or is broadcasting. So yes, I would say it is great to 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 do and learn music, but I would say it's also great to learn the business side of music, um, not just creating only, but understanding um, what you're creating and your words and understanding contracts, understanding uh, deals, you know, yeah. understanding being an independent artist, understanding um, licensing deals. I feel like that's very important. I. I really appreciate that lesson yeah. as an artist, you know. Um, um, and man, yeah, man, it's good to 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 to, to do what you love. But it's good to do what you love, yeah, yeah, and then obviously, ed, you know, put some education on it. Not because you want the certificate, but just to show that you understand what you're doing and exactly. in every situation that you may face in the industry, yeah. you know how to tackle it. You know, yeah. um, so that's my take. Uh, that's that's fantastic, bro. So um, you know, normally when we do things as human beings, ne, uh, it's either yes. we are inspired by someone or something. Yes. So what I want to know is who inspired you to make music? Um. Oh, that you know, this is a very it it, it might uh, seem like an easy question, but for me it's kind of difficult because I'm inspired from most the people that I'm surrounded with. Mm. For my family, the gospel side. Um, my uncle is, you know, the disco side. Yeah. And my other uncle's culture music, like, you know, I'm Songa, by the way, I'm from Limpopo. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but in the industry, I have Black Coffee, who is mostly inspiring most of the, you know, African artists, yeah. showing us that it is possible to break boundaries and, you know, do big things as a musician. And I've loved Black Coffee before he even became big. Mm. Um, obviously, we will never forget our pioneers, you know, uh, the DJ Cleos. I'm talking about the current guys here. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the guys from, I mean, I'm talking about the guys from South Africa, sorry. The DJ Cleos, you know, DJ Fresh, who paved the way, DJ Terrence. You know, then when you go internationally, I'm looking uh, for Louis Vega at Jazz, um, Rocco. Um, there's a lot to mention, but the house music culture also inspired me to be who I am. But overall, uh, musically, I was inspired. I'm not um, genre-based, even though I'm a deep house producer. Mm. I love a lot of jazz. I'm into old folk gospel. When I take old folk, I'm talking about blues, um, country, and people find it weird. Wow. Yeah, you listen to you music. kind of music. What kind of music are you listening to? Yeah. But I've grasped a lot and it motivated my producing the chords that I play mm. when I create it. It comes from those inspirations and then it then creates a really deep sound. Um, and Rodi has aliases and the types of styles um, which I'm, I've discovered because of the lockdown. Mm. I know that I'm more soulful, but I know that I have a deep tech, techy side um, and I have a bit of lounge and there's a lot of experiences. So I have, I can say Rodi is in many parts. So you know him as a barium, 
you know him as a minimal dub mm. guy you know him as uh, uh, as a lot actually I won't mention him yeah, the soulful guy so I'm still experiencing with music but um, in the future I would want to go more musical than the, uh, just limiting myself with digital uh, sound yeah. you know just be having a, a real band also but doing what I love so there's a lot of discover them so you know uh, focusing or trying to find or discover mm. yeah that's awesome man so uh, when I listen to your music I hear some elements of love and gospel infused into a deep house beat more especially yes. your song with Kyla Nicole called I Feel Love and your other song yes. called Spotlight featuring Yalunda so Yolanda Yolanda, Yolanda. Yeah. so yes. I just want to I just want you to like describe the kind of sound that you produce. I know like with uh, your previous answer, you kind of like described it, but now I want you to get like more into it, like just to like describe the sound that you make. I'll describe the sound that the songs you mentioned. Yeah. Um, I feel love, obviously, it's, it's more lyrically based, like the lyrics are very strong. Um, but um, I would say that deep and soul in I feel love kind of um, genre I don't know if I'm putting it the right way but it's it's soulful and has deep house elements mm. um, Spotlight it's low tempo with some soulful elements also vocally it's um, it's actually the vocals speak more mm. um, so it's it, for me solution that's uh, the best album soul solution uh, I played with the wording there so I used rather than use a normal sent, I mean a spelling for solution I used soul um, uh, the elements uh, are, are, are inspired by the soulful sound yeah um, so I would describe those songs very soulful and a bit of deep house elements together yeah yeah. So, would you say that your life experience is like having to like go to church and listen to like uh, the gospel music and then disco music as well? Would you say that have shaped the kind of sound that you produce? Yes, it has shaped. It shaped that, and even the experiences that I'm facing. Mm. And as a producer, I, I don't know if people know this, but I love, um, you know, taking an artist story, whoever I'm featuring. Yeah. Um, and allowing them to express that on top of the production that I have because they are more true to themselves. And most times it's so funny that we connect whatever the artist is writing about yeah. on the song actually connects to what's ex- actually happening to me, which then is a special moment for me. Yeah. Like Spotlight, you know, Spotlight, you know, um, this was actually a funny story. One of my friends... Yeah, yeah. I was about to tell you about it. <laughs> yeah. Thank the chorus. Yeah. Spotlight. Mm. He's, he's a producer. He's a deep house, soulful. And yeah. And he sang the song when I was playing chords in studio. Mm. And he says, dude, you must do something. Oh, we must do something. But we never got time. And funny enough, then Yolanda, she's with now with Java now. Yeah. Um, she's doing great, uh, great things. I found Yolanda through Black Coffee. Black Coffee posted her and I said, let me DM this lady. She's good. Mm. And guess what? She just immediately replied and the next week I gave her the same chorus 
and she wrote Spotlight and it, it then happened and she then um, um, how can I put it took the song to another level yeah um, and she just she 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 she, she elaborated the song yeah. so great that you know we were just having a chorus but she just made the song alive yeah. so yeah and yeah. So tell me about the first song that you ever produced. Like, what was the inspiration behind the song, and how did you feel after pressing that upload and release button? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a funny moment. It was a baseline yeah. that played for around seven minutes. Nothing much changing, but I was so proud <laughs> because firstly, Apple um, Studio I was never taught. I just got the program. Yeah. Um, for me the greatest moment was to export a song because I couldn't export the song. I could just make beats and I couldn't break it down into verses, chorus, uh, bridges. I just had a, a loop. Yeah. And there's one day then I managed to make a four-minute song. No, seven-minute, sorry. Seven-minute song mm. with one bass line um, just repeating. But for me, because I exported, that was the greatest moment. Yeah. Um, uh, funny enough, just to tell you the story, I never had the conversation boys would have at school, you know, speaking about girls or speaking about cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just speak about music. For real? Even the girls, when they came to me, they say, yo, man, what kind of girl are you looking for? So, no, I'm thinking about my career, you know. <laughs> my yeah. desk at school would have names of DJ Fresh, Euphonic, yeah. Black Coffee. And they said, bro, you obsessed. There's life out there, you know. I said, no. I'm not, I love this. And every day after school, after exporting that song I talked about, I would make a song and put it on my MP3 player just to play to the guys the next day at school. Yeah. And I became sort of popular, but not cool, but popular <laughs> yeah, at yeah. school. But what inspires me is that I found out on Facebook, actually, someone sent me a DM saying, dude, you're the only person who I know in school who spoke about music and is actually living it right now. Mm. And I was like, wow. So there were people who were listening to what I was doing, I mean, saying and doing. So yeah, that's a great journey, man. And sorry for maybe out, going out of track, but I just wanted to give you the basics I know, of the okay. journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What's your creative process like when you're making all these tunes? Like, uh, do you have a routine that you follow? Um, I don't actually. Mm. I go according to the emotions that I'm actually feeling yeah. at that time. I'm a person who loves chords a lot. Oh. If you could listen to my music, mm. if you want to really know Rory Deep, just listen to that. Most of his songs that are chords, jazz chords, seventh chords. Um, that that describes me. So sometimes I will start with the chords, piano. Sometimes I will start with the groove, drums. Sometimes I will just chop vocals. It depends what inspired me at that time. Um, and man, I felt that it worked for me because I used to punish myself. I thought, no, I need to start with chords every time. No, I've learned to be more free spirited when I come to my product production process, so that you know I can allow. The, the, the song to do what it has to do mm. you know and uh, that's how I've learned and uh, thank God for lockdown I've discovered more of those skills during the time yeah alright man that's yeah. fantastic so you recently got included on a remix project of the song called Time Off 
uh, featuring wow. Imo Moses. Wow. For the simple That's track. a big one for him. Yeah, so That's a big one. which is a dope song. So no, thank please you. Please explain to me how did that come about? Wow, this is a beautiful story. It was actually the last week of COVID. Yeah. I met Silbert. One of the guys, I loved music but never knew him in person. Oh, yeah. You know? And wow, fortunately he was in South Africa. Still mm. is. And then I have a friend of mine who I started with. He's a, I would call him a house music fanatic. He creates shirts, he creates shows, events, he writes posts about DJs, history about house music. Mm. He's this, this guy then took one of his merch, his shirts, and gave it to Sinbad on one of the gigs. I wasn't there. Yeah. Then they became friends. So he said, okay, uh, he spoke, they spoke to each other and that my friend of mine who creates merch, his name is Austin. He then said, yo man, there's a studio at the SABC and I would like for you to meet Ronnie Deep, yeah. you know, and maybe you would guys could create something, you know. And then the guy came in the week of, uh, the, I think the last week of, of lockdown. Yeah. Or uh, before the last week, I mean, before the week of lockdown, yes. I think it was the 19th of March last year. And we called Amu with, and we just went to, to studio. I gave him uh, my PC, right? I had a loop of the song mm. that I was, was about to create. And he said, no, I want to create something now. Let's, let's write about this pandemic that's happening. Um, it's time for us to take care um, and take good care of ourselves. Let's take some time off to also find ourselves during this pandemic. And that's where the writing started. And Amo wrote some beautiful lyrics there. And Simba just created this beautiful song. Mm. And he said, Rodney, can you, because it's, it's, it's the project is in your computer, create a remix. I want to hear what you could do. Yeah. And for me, the song connected so much. I created something. I never thought it would be beautiful. Uh, one of the guys I talked about, Edge, loved it and for me it was a great opportunity because he re it was released under that label and for me that was an honor yeah. you know i never thought um i would you know reach to edges at the time because honestly you know you, you we as creatives are sometimes very skeptical in what we produce you know we yeah. feel like sometimes it doesn't do or it's not doing what it should do to, to people yeah. um only to find that, you know, as an artist, you never get satisfied um, until someone says something, mm. um, which then, you know, is amazing. I got the reviews from Austin Lighty. I got reviews from Vinita Vinci. I got reviews from Kid Funk. Yeah. And then for me, that was an amazing and uh, amazing journey. Then time of, you know, came up like that, you uh, know, so. That, that's fantastic. Yeah. And it's so dope that yeah. our legends like Vinita Vinci uh, actually love the remix, you know. And actually played it in yeah, the gig. Yeah, that's yeah. like, yeah, that's something important to me. Yeah, mm -hmm. shout out. Yeah. So, um, you released your latest project called Solution uh, and the Grooveland Records, which is a record label based in Brazil. Am I right? Yes, yes. So, true. how is it working with them and what exactly are they doing for you? You know what? This, this is a, it's a beautiful thing working with the manager of Groveland. His name is Ed Ground. Yeah. Actually, how I got to know, uh, know Ed Ground, you know, guys, it's important to, to collab and work with other people because they might connect to other people that you might not know. Exactly. Um, 
my friend Kulile, the guy I ex- I said who wrote the chorus or gave an idea for for Spotlight, yeah. um, has a song, and when he had a song, uh, he asked me to remix the song. When I then remixed the song, hmm. Ed Ground found out, wow, there's this soulful kid in the package, and he said, "Hey man, would you want to release anything from Under Grooveland?" And I then released Unpredictable Love with remixes. Mm. I felt like because I firstly released Unpredictable Love, the original mix, as an independent artist. Um, then I then followed up with the remixes. And then I've been remixing for Grooveland because he loves my touch yeah. of, of how I do things. And then Solution, the Deluxe, um, album is under Grooveland, but the, the, the first album of Solution, which is not a deluxe, is an independent. But he felt like, let's take it to another level, let's take it to Brazil. So I released the deluxe of Solution. Oh, um, so yeah, man. So it's been it's been a great journey. I'm grateful for Head Ground. Um, and yeah, man, which I just actually released the latest EP with my friend Deeper Beats hmm. on Grooveland. February, it's called uh, home, Homage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, meaning, um, uh, I'm losing my train of thought. Meaning, um, uh, I lost my train of thought, but it's, it's kind of, a, it was inspired by what was happening in, in Zim and Beirut. Oh. Um, yeah. So we were dedicating the, the song to the situations that happened last year, you know, the wars yeah. and things that were happening. Oh so, yeah, that's fantastic, man! It's so great that uh, you are enjoying your your working relationship with a Grooveland record label. That's that's commendable. That's dope. Yes, thank yeah. you, thank you, so, man. Uh, yeah. Who are some of the artists that you have worked with, and who would you like to work with in the future? Okay, I worked with Emma Moses. I appreciate this guy yeah. so much. I think he was the person who actually helped start my career. Yeah. Um, or was as part of the journey. Um. Uh, Kyle Nicole I've worked with Kyle Nicole I have worked with my cousin Anne McBunda yeah. I'm also going to be releasing new stuff um, I've worked with a lot of people um, vocalists um, I'm, 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 I love upcoming vocalists don't take me wrong I do mm. have vocalists that I follow but I love upcoming vocalists because they're so hungry yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a song I worked with called with Men P mm. Um, there's a music video that's out but the song is not out yet I'm releasing a new EP under Do It Now record recordings with Lenny the Warrior um, so that was which is a big thing for me mm. and then to come to you as the artist I would want to work with vocally Monique Bainham is part of the list we know Yo, that her writing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a very great Anana Vega mm. Louis Vega's wife yep I would love to work um Unfortunately, Boosie also, uh, I don't know if she's still uh, continuing with her career, but I would have loved to work with Boosie. Yeah. Um, um, Toshi, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of artists that uh, I would want to to actually, uh, you know, collaborate with. There's a lot in my mind or in my list, but, you know, I'm trying my my best to, to choose the best, but they're all the best. But, you know, for me, what stands out is getting upcoming guys because they're so hungry. And, and you know what? Yes, and, yes, and South African artists and 
they're great. I don't know if you see that South African artists are very great. I know we look up to guys out there, but South African artists, mm. you know, they're amazing. It's just that we give them the platform yeah. and wait for them to grow. They need to grow. But the time they, 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 they come out, it's, it's a beautiful journey. Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, what advice would you give to uh, the up-and-coming music uh, producers? Firstly, when you're in the music industry, you need to be really patient because it's not an easy road. Yep. Um, I remember giving up. I think I stopped production for a year because of of a lot of things happening, uh, lack of self-confidence. Even now, there's still growth that is needed for me um, to actually pay, break the boundaries. But I think the only way to get out there is to, to fight your fears. Um, and understand that not everyone is going to understand your sound and not everyone everyone is going to relate to your sound yeah. it's okay it's okay um, it's okay to learn and grow your sound and it's not about comparison for me mm-hmm. that's my opinion but it's about you listening to what's out there and trying to you know to to have those kind of the same standards I think that's where you improve your sound um, and that's what I've done and you know what it's good to have constructive criticism um, but it's also good to also know people who just speak and actually don't um, really have a proper input because they don't actually understand themselves or they don't have that growth themselves but they yeah appear or come up like they have a good so sometimes you might say your song is bad only to find that your song is good it just went to the wrong ear Um, but the greatest ears I would say are your listeners because they're not technical they just feel what they feel with the song I don't know if you understand that because we we can produce for producers and we can produce for listeners Um, we have to understand and I know with the Deep House Cats we created that culture you know man what's deep enough you know I, I think at the end of the day music is music and music will, will relate to the people it will relate to so don't give up do you be patient and take yourself seriously in, in terms of learning you know I'm learning to brand myself I'm learning to to get myself ready for any opportunity yeah. don't feel like um, I'm coming but any opportunity can come anytime like what happened with Simbad with me in studio I never thought but I was ready unfortunately I never thought I was ready but when I'm looking at the situation yeah. it showed that I was ready for the opportunity so um, and just love what you do and yeah man that's it alright man that, that's awesome I, I hope uh, the up and coming producers uh, listen to you and actually understand what you're trying to say to them you know yeah. yeah yeah so is there anything that you'd like to add that you feel like like we didn't speak about um i know we're all about music yep but i'm also a style influencer yeah i knew um, that <laughs> <laughs> no the thing is the topic on on your on your station was oh, music so yeah. but i need to put it out there because it it goes in hand with my music yeah um I'm, I'm gonna keep it simple because we are about music. Music. I just wanna say that dress the way you would want to be addressed. Oh. And what what do I mean? I'm not saying go buy a Gucci to yeah. be important. I'm saying take whatever you have and look clean with whatever you have. Um, I started with thrifting. Thrifting is not new clothes, but the way I wore the clothes 
just represented something else and people thought it was the most expensive clothes but it's not the case the case is just understanding what you're wearing for which occasion you're wearing for what occasion by the way I do style people they need some styling tips um, and some consultations and wardrobe revamping oh so um, also stylist so I was actually right when I say I'll be yeah that's why I never dis- almost everything yes <laughs> hence I've never disputed that um, and going back to music I'm releasing a new EP yeah I have I think I have three EPs ready hmm. for this year. Um, for this I have year? one. Yes. Is it going to be like a, a three track EP or four or five? Um, it will depend what I feel, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it will depend. But I have uh, I have one coming out in in May. Date to be confirmed. People should just uh, go to my social media. Uh, platforms to see that. Mm. Um, then the other two, what I can tell you is that they're coming from a big label. Oh, big I label. Big teams now. And yeah, we're just waiting for confirmation. We're crossing, you know. But the label that they're uh, going out to, they're very big. I think it's gonna start up a great career. And I have a gig on the first of May here in Delphite. Um, first uh, of May. Oh. Delphite is in the Valve. Uh, China Chameleon is coming, yeah. um, so I'm featured on the li- on the lineup. Um, so yeah, man, and there's more coming. Yeah. Um, for now, I just got married, so I'm just <laughs> in a pause of it. But I prepared, knowing that when getting married, you know, hence I prepared for these EPs. Yeah. I would sometimes maybe have a delay here and there, you know, trying to sink into this life and then trying to adapt to the new life while not, you know, losing my touch yeah. with my music and stuff. So, hence I prepared this EP, this EP already. Um, but then, album, I won't say anytime soon um, because of what's going on. Yeah. I think I want to release according to what would be going on at the time. Uh, so, mostly these songs that uh, you want to hear from uh, my upcoming EPs are for the people I've lost. Oh. Um, um, my love life during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, my inspiration during the pandemic. Um, there's great music, man. There's great music. I'm not trying to hype you up, guys, but there's great music. Great. I'm just excited. Yeah. That's what I can say. Yeah. So have you decided on uh, the titles of the EPs? The first one is called Utterance. Why the title? Uh, utterance. Why, Why the Why title? The name Utterance, you know, it's sort of uh, a silent prayer, if I can put it uh, in good terms. You know, um, obviously, this was when I was praying for my manager who unfortunately passed away. And there's a song called Uttered Prayer, which is dedicated to him. Um, so, it was a silent prayer because you know I was praying there was time where it was silent and I, I couldn't say any words but pray um, and the word the name came from that um, so it was just an uttered message yeah. and unfortunately it passed away uh, which is still you know actually today marks three months it was on the 7th yeah. of Jan when he passed on um, so yeah, so that's one of the titles, and the other one, um, 
Um, I don't know if I'm pro- I'm gonna say it right because I'm still not sure. Mm. Uh, but my heart beat to you. I think that was it's dedicated to my wife. Oh, um, awesome! It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's the next EP coming. Yeah. It's a love, a love story then, and it mixes mixes with the Zulu culture. Yeah. I don't know, if, you know, in Kazi, it's called the Hitman. Oh, yeah. Um, in Zulu, but what I've then done, I played root words, right? Uh, I call it the hitman in terms of musically, like H E A T hitman rather than hitman as in Gavin Gavin. Oh, but there's a song called Gavin. Yeah. I'm just waiting for for the approval for that song. But I played it once and I saw some reactions last year. And there's this other guy who came and said, no, pump the volume up. I said, no, I'm clipping this. I don't care. Pump the song up. Yeah. And um, that was amazing. And yeah, then the third one, I think it's more of a gospel vibe. Um, I don't have the title yet, but I'll find the title. Yeah. Yeah. Right, man. Uh, Ronnie Deep, thank you for taking time to have a conversation with us here on the Afterbeat. I hope that uh, your listeners, your fans all over the world understand uh, your musical journey through this conversation that we had. And we wish yeah. you nothing but the best here on the Afterbeat. Yeah, and I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Um, and if, 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 if anyone wants to collab, I give that uh, opportunity mm. or work with me. Um, you can just look for Ronnie Deep, uh, R O N W E D W E P, on every social platform. Mm. Um, real Ronnie Deep at Gmail if you want to collab. Yep. Um, I hope people get that real Ronnie Deep at uh, Gmail. Uh, if you want to collab or work with me, you know, I'm, 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 I'm open. I'm not that guy. But okay, because I work with big guns, I'll never work with any kid who's hungry. Yeah. Um, if you're good, oh, we, we can come up with something. Wait. Let's work. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Ronnie Tape. I check out his music on all digital music platforms and enjoy his music. My name is Hope Tops. I'll be back again next week to do the same thing good, if not better. Peace.